Do you feel exhausted and stressed most of the time? Do you struggle to make time for self-care? Are you trying to be as performant as possible in all areas of your life? Do you feel stretched so thin in every direction? Then this episode is exactly for you. With the new moon in Taurus, we'll be focusing on the link between healthcare, productivity, and burnout. We're also going to cover the difference between real rest that helps us to recover and escapist rest, which drains our energy even more. Enjoy the episode! Hey guys, welcome to Coaching Meets Astrology. In this podcast, we combine career coaching with personal development and astrology to help you reach your career goals by focusing on authenticity, health and well-being, and collaboration. Enjoy the podcast! Welcome to this new episode. My name is Virginie and I'm your host. Um, for those of you who follow the podcast, uh, you may have noted that there was no episode for the Aries new moon. So last month um, I was having some inner struggles. So I decided to take some more time for self-care and really, um, yeah, kind of skip that episode and come back with renewed energy, um, which ties in perfectly with today's episode because we're going to talk about the importance of self-care. So let's dive into this. Um, today the new moon is in Taurus and the Taurus archetype, it's all about reaching our goals at a slow and steady pace while also making sure to rest and enjoy all of life's pleasure. So it's also about being persistent to the point of stubbornness sometimes to ensure that we get what we want. And it's also about taking our time really to build things on a solid foundation. Um, another element of tor the Taurus archetype is uh, enjoying sensual pleasures also. Um, so really taking time to eat the food that we love, to get a massage, to do some pampering evenings maybe, um, and all those other fun stuff. Um, and yeah, it's also about saving money, resources, and energy. So so this sort of setting boundaries um, on those. Um, Just to clarify, actually, also one thing. So when I'm talking about Taurus, um, I'm talking about the general archetype, not about the people born uh, between April and May who then have their son in Taurus. So um, just as a quick recap, like uh, what's the difference between both? So an archetype is a sort of symbol representing various behaviors that are grouped together um, in the collective unconscious. So for example, the Taurus archetype is the group of behaviors that are related to self-care, self-preservation, patience, persistence, um, going slow, going steady, um, or at a steady pace. Um, and so it's It's really more the symbol um, and now of course depending on your birth charts and depending on your life experiences um, you may or may not relate to this energy um, so 
that's going to depend a little bit on you. Um, but on the other hand, for example, people who have their sun in Taurus, so they are people born between end of April and end of May. Um, and their sun in Taurus means that basically it's part of their life journey um, to develop and to connect um, with the Taurus archetypes and those qualities um, and they may connect more and more with these qualities through time as they gradually build their identity um, since the sun is only one element of the birth chart um, obviously different people with sun and taurus will have very very different characteristics and life experiences um, and you know we should have a look at their entire chart um, to see also how the archetype expresses itself um, so yeah it's just to say that uh well, number one, <laughs> not all of your Taurus friends will relate to being patient, persistent, or taking care of themselves. Um, that's something that uh, may develop also later in life. Um, and number two, also, even if you're not born between the end of April and May, you should uh, still continue listening to this episode because <laughs> um, it's uh, it's going to be a, a nice one. Um, so back to the Taurus archetype. Um, basically, it's all about self-care, patience, and accomplishing things by going slow, by taking really time to enjoy life, by preserving also our energy, time, and money. Uh, so how does that relate to us? Um, you know, in today's world, it it's, can be so fast-paced. I mean, COVID did slow things down, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, we can still get caught up in all this fast-paced energy and get so wrapped up in performance and in being busy all the time. We can be running between appointments in our work and in our private life, and there can sometimes be such a never-ending list of tasks on our to-do list that we just get drawn into it. Um, and yeah on a personal note before i had a burnout i i really used to live my life in this more fast-paced way um i was trying to fit as many things as possible in a day i would go from like really big days at work to then going to sports workout um then going out with friends and waking up early for brunch uh, at the weekend with other friends and seeing family then back to work and then on and on and on and on and i was trying to really use every single second of my life in what I thought was a productive way. Um, and the thing actually with productivity is that we cannot be truly productive if we do not balance active time with rest, fun, and recovery time. I'm going to say that once again, just so it sinks in. We cannot be truly productive if we do not balance active time with rest, fun, and recovery time. This is so, so important. Um, and, or at least we, we can't be productive in the long run. You know, we can always get away with a few days of crazy active energy, but sooner or later, we will have to counterbalance it with rest. And, you know, the balance between our active time and our resting time, um, it's quite similar to, if you think about it, to our blood sugar level, for those of you who are also a little bit more into health. Um, you know, when we eat sugar, our blood sugar level rises um, and then it crashes again. And basically, the more sugar we eat, the bigger the crash afterwards. And the thing is that if we try to add more sugar to delay the crash, the crash will just get bigger and bigger. And it's the exact same way with 
productivity. So the more we are active and the more, you know, we push ourselves way past our limit, the bigger will be our energy crash afterwards. And if we try to stay active by adding extra activities or using stimulants to keep us going, such as coffee and food, we just basically increase the amount of tiredness afterwards and with time you know while tiredness accumulates our stress levels are just through the roof um, and yeah our system just never slows down so then we can end up with yeah burnout anxiety diseases and and all those things so um, how can we avoid all of this because obviously it's not the, <laughs> the best case scenario um so we're going to explore a few options to um, get us out of this cycle uh, the thing so you know finding the best solution really depends on why you are in this cycle in the first place um so yeah because everyone's situation is different uh we won't be able to go obviously in every possible scenario and every possible solution um if you'd like to dive in deeper um, with this and to, to find a solution and to work on it, um, just feel free to reach out to me and I, I'd be happy to, um, to help you and to assess uh, also your unique situation. Um, but yeah, for now, we'll just cover a few scenarios. <laughs> so the first scenario that we'll explore is the lack of real rest. Um, so what do I mean by real rest? Um, I like to make a difference between real rest and escapist rest so basically to me at least real rest is when we truly listen to our body and our mind and we actually give them what they need so if our body needs more sleep we sleep if our mind needs more comfort we reach out to loved ones for a a hug or a talk um, if our body needs specific vitamins or nutrients we eat the right food or add the right supplements to our diet um, if we need alone time for example we set the boundaries and we reschedule our meetings um, and on the contrary if we need time with others then we actually plan it real rest is really about making time in our schedule also for things that are fun to us for things that bring us pleasure um, and it could be anything from you know creative activities such as drawing and singing or even just watching a beautiful sunrise taking a walk through the woods uh, hugging a tree or, or taking time to pet a dog or whatever so you know all those things and just said like this it it seems quite easy right um, the thing is that when we're in this sort of negative spiral of overactive energy, trying to be as productive as possible every second of the day, it's actually really tempting to fall into what I call escapist rest, which um, I kind of oppose to the real rest. And so escapist rest is um, basically when instead of giving ourselves what we need, we give ourselves a sort of fake substitute that produces a similar effect in the short term but is damaging to our body and our mind in the long term so you know a simple example of this would be coffee for example um, if we reach out for coffee when we feel tired you know it, it gives us obviously a boost that leaves us feeling refreshed and energized but it hasn't actually solved the root problems of our tiredness um, which would 
maybe be our lack of sleep. So, you know, if we drink coffee after coffee just to stay awake, we can make it through the day, we can make it through the week, we can make it through the month, but our body in itself is just accumulating tiredness. And that's why I call it sort of escapist rest because we're actually choosing the easy way out um, instead of addressing the root cause of our problem. And it helps us in the short term, but it's really damaging um, on the long term. And now, obviously, I, I don't mean to single out uh, all my coffee lovers out there. <laughs> it's just an example. Um, and I, I know it can be really hard to give up. Um, one thing that you can do is just try to go like, a few days or maybe a week or if you can like even stretch it to a month uh, without coffee um, and just to see sort of um, where you are and if you are if you don't have sort of an underlying issues that that's hiding um, behind the coffee so for example maybe actually you sleep really badly and that's why you need your coffee every day or, or things like that so just kind of try to stay away from it just for a little bit um, to uh to assess your situation uh, and then you can get back to it after don't worry <laughs> it's just that we want to make sure that you're drinking coffee because you love it and not because you're sort of running away from a problem um i i saw that for example when i stopped drinking coffee for uh for a few months and i realized actually that foods with high glycemic index so you know those really fast sugar um were actually making me exhausted because they they made actually my blood sugar level like spike and crash and so um let's say at work in my previous job when i would eat a sandwich um you know with white flour at noon um i would have to fight literally not to fall asleep in afternoon meetings because my blood sugar level would crash like really really hard and i think i must have looked really weird because my eyes really wanted to close and <laughs> but i was like i can't i have a meeting um and yeah and it was nearly impossible to stay awake without coffee but the thing is like as long as i took coffee or you know or coca-cola or any other stimulants it kind of masks masked the fact that i actually needed to change what i was eating at lunch and so you know i think you, you see a little bit more why i call it escapist rest because there's this thing of like we're escaping from the real problem um and i mean you know i obviously like I took coffee as an example um but there are a million million ways that we can um kind of go into escapist rest uh you know it could also be that we go to parties every single night instead of dealing dealing with our inner sadness for example or we force ourselves to see people that we actually don't really want to see just because we don't want to feel lonely um you know we could also um use food to numb our feeling um and let's say you know if we've had a super active and stressful day it can be so tempting to just reach out for food to numb ourselves especially junk food um or at least for me <laughs> um and the thing with escapist rest is that um in the end it's not exactly what we do per se that's problematic it's why we do it 
so what I mean by that is um, let's take food as an example to illustrate so if you have a huge day at work and you know that was super stressful and you're exhausted and you come home and you want to make yourself an amazing meal to treat yourself that's awesome I mean and that's definitely in line with the Taurus energy <laughs> like uh, eating amazing things um, but the thing is that if you come home and actually you just want to eat to forget that you hate your job and to forget that you're unhappy in your life and to forget that you would rather be doing something else then it's problematic and so you see you can do sometimes the same action but for different reasons and so if you're doing an action really like for for pleasure and fun and and just those like nice things then it's good but if it's to run away from something that you don't want to feel um then it's it's more problematic um i definitely used to to do that with food um so for example i would not allow myself to do like real rest um it, it's kind of yeah i don't know it's weird to explain but you know i wouldn't allow myself to just draw or read a book for fun or you know just even just taking a walk or yeah chilling um, because I would feel so so guilty for resting it was like I was not allowed to really rest and so what I would do instead when I would come home from work exhausted is that I would eat junk food while watching series because then I was like hypnotized enough by the series that I wouldn't feel the guilt for resting in even if it's an escapist rest and then the junk food would provide like feel-good hormones so my brain would kind of calm down um, but obviously it's a terrible technique um, <laughs> please never do it um, I it's it's been really hard to uh, to get away from this um, and you know it I would feel like shit afterwards and it would increase health issues and I'd feel in the end even more stressed and exhausted so it was that that's also the thing with escapist rest is that it's not actually restful and it, you don't actually recover that well because it's not true rest it's not exactly what you need and it's not for the right reasons basically um and the thing with escapist rest is that, you know, it really, um, it can disconnect us more and more from our physical and emotional needs. And so we stop listening to our body asking us for sleep and we just reach for a stimulant. We stop listening to our emotions asking us for extra love and we just reach for food or reach for, sorry, for food or series or alcohol or parties or whatever. And it's not actually what our bodies and what our mind and what our emotional needs were requiring um so now after having discussed all this i'd love to ask you to take a moment to think about your own life do you manage to integrate sufficient rest real rest time um do you sometimes also replace real rest with some escapist rest tendencies? And if so, what kind of escapist rest tendencies do you use? Um, maybe if you if you have a journal or something, you might want to 
ponder on this and you know kind of take the time to write everything down write whatever comes up um, you can definitely pause this podcast if you want to take the time to think or to journal about it or you can listen to the podcast till the end and come back to the question but really please please take some time to to think about all of that and your relationship with rest like do you really have some real rest and which are also the activities that really um, help you to recover and to rest and to let go of stress. Um, and, you know, with all this, because that that's why it kind of ties into the Taurus archetype is that Taurus, it's, um, it's an earth sign and earth signs are really focused on the concrete physical world. And so when you feel an imbalance regarding rest actually if you focus on this Taurus archetype um, you can really come back to your body you can breathe you can start feeling again all of the sensations that your body is communicating to you um, and to really take some time to really understand what your body is really what your body is really telling you and what your body really needs so yeah if you really try to take this time and, and reconnect with this um, and also a little other tip um, as we've discussed earlier try to reduce even just for a moment the stimulants um, that you may be taking whether it's food or coffee or alcohol or series or drugs or anything that you use to numb yourself or to overactivate yourself um, and this will help you to assess what you're escaping from and what emotions are you you're trying to numb and obviously this can be really hard so so be gentle with yourself because you may have a lot of uh, emotions that are bubbling up and a lot of new sensations so take your time and and connect with others also maybe tell your loved ones that you're doing this so that they know that you might be more irritable for example and don't hesitate also to reach out for help from expert um, like your therapist or something um, so yeah with all this um <laughs> that was the first scenario so lack of real rest now we'll move on to the second scenario um, that i'd like to explore today and it's our relationship to being active and resting as it relates to productivity so what i mean by that is that um i'd like you to take a moment to ponder on how do you actually perceive rest do you see it as a good thing uh, to help you recover or do you see rest as sort of a waste of time and once again you can um, take your journal or write things down or or come back to it after the end of the episode um, but you know i think it's it's a really it those are really important questions to ask ourselves because when we see at the moment uh, increasing and alarming number of burnouts um, you know there has been a real shift uh, in the past years in the mentality from really the hustling mentality to a more work-life balance oriented mentality but the hustling mentality has still done like and is still doing uh, a lot of damage you know most of us I think have been raised with this idea that we need to push away what we feel and we need to toughen up to achieve our goals and you know we should push away our emotions to be accepted by others we need to hustle and push ourselves way past our limits to succeed in our career and in our life and it's just not true um 
you know, and there is obviously a certain amount of active energy that is necessary to reach our goals, but it has to be counterbalanced with rest energy, as we've talked earlier. And they're just like, you know, if if you are in this uh, mentality at the moment of thinking, okay, I have to be super active all the time, and I I completely feel you, so I've I've definitely been there. Um, but I just wanted to cover also a few risks of staying in this active energy all the time without counterbalancing it with like more passive rest energy. Um, and you know, the first of them is that even though we could be accomplishing a lot by being in this active mode if we do not have enough rest time to quiet our mind we may not have the brain space to actually assess whether we're going in the right direction so you know we may actually end up with a lot of results but not be happy and even maybe hate those results the the typical example is you know someone working really really hard in their career and you know thinking okay and I'm gonna have all this money and like I'll be able to travel and buy a house etc and then in the end the person is so absorbed in the career that they they're spending money on things that they don't care about just to cope with the stress and they don't have time to travel and they don't have time to actually enjoy the fruit of their labor and they're actually not happy in the career, but they don't notice it because they're in this active mode of like, I need to accomplish, 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 and just not thinking, hey, actually, is this what I want to accomplish? Or is this what I've been told that I should accomplish? And do I like this? Should I reorient myself? So that's um, really the first um, risk of being always in active energy. The second one is that, when we stay in active mode all of the time, we may actually lose in efficiency. Um, even though, you know, we're thinking like, oh, okay, I'm going to be even more productive by working this extra hour or working this in the weekend. And the thing is that we actually can end up being busy, but not productive. And, you know, because we always, we need some rest time to evaluate whether our actions are actually producing enough results compared to the amount of energy invested in them and if we don't have this rest time we may actually be investing in actions that are just not productive and are just not delivering the the results that we want and so you know when when we are in this mode we're just running around like headless chickens and we're not getting the right results but we're still running and so on the one hand we're like oh I can't stop because I haven't finished this but then we're actually not finishing this because we're just way too tired and we just need this rest time. Um, now the third risk is in, of being in active mode all the time is obviously that we increase our stress levels. So on top of wrecking havoc on our health, it can also cause us to be really impatient and sometimes even snappy with the people around us, whether it's our family or our colleagues at work. And this can have us end up being in fights and you know, not getting along with the people around us, which drains even more our energy. And you know, which is overall also obviously bad for productivity because collaboration is so key to reaching our goals and reaching what we want to achieve. So that's the third risk. Um, it's really increased stress level and 
decrease um, of good relationships and collaboration. And now the fourth risk that I wanted to present and the last one is um, obviously the negative impact on the long-term productivity. And I mean, obviously we've touched on this earlier, um, but it's just, it's impossible to spend our entire life in active mode without balancing it with like resting and passive mode. And so there will always be a moment when basically the energy crashes and the more we delay it, the more brutal the crash will be. And so that's also something to consider that, you know, if you're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to stay in active mode all the time because that's how, what's going to make me productive. Actually, in the long term, it won't and it will decrease your productivity. And even though it's not something that we've always been taught or at least not something that I have been taught growing up or I've integrated but actually resting can sometimes be the most productive thing that we can do so please keep that in mind um we're at the end of this episode um I'd really like to invite you to take a moment to reflect on your own relationship to productivity and to rest and to being active. How do you perceive all of these aspects? Do you see them positively or negatively or in a neutral way? Um, also think about, you know, as we've discussed before, if you're sometimes lured by escapist rest, um, what triggers it? What, what's really driving you there? Um, yeah, and as I said earlier, if you want some support in your journey to being productive in healthy ways, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can also connect with me either on Instagram or on Facebook um, at Dreammakers World. So it's um, D-R-E-A-M-M-A-K-E-R-S-W-O-R-L-D. That's a long one. Um, but yeah, just um, please connect with me and... Um, I wish you a really great day and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye guys.